0: Inside Chicago Government, Shygov.com. Welcome to another in a series of interviews with Ben Jarofsky. I'm Dave Glowatz. Ben writes on government and politics for the Chicago Reader. He's here with me today. Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, Senator. Today, we're talking about an article that you wrote that appeared in the reader on February 16th, 2017, titled Going for Broke. Online, it's called How the Trump Administration Could Bankrupt Chicago Public Schools. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to the beginning. The Chicago Board of Education passed its 2017 budget that assumed that it had received this $215 million that you just talked about from the state, which it would then use towards a pension fund payment. Mm -hmm. And the General Assembly passed such a bill last November, only to have Governor Bruce Rauner veto it in December. Rauner said that the legislature didn't fulfill an agreement for pension reform. There's been so much back and forth on this uh, between members of the General Assembly and the governor's office. I looked back to see, well, where exactly this agreement? agreement? (laughs) Well, the only place I could find it was in a statement made by state Republican leader Christine Redogno in July, quote, I'm very pleased to say that one piece of what we passed today... Was a commitment to address pension reform in exchange for assistance to the city of Chicago with their pension problems. Unquote. And what she was talking about was the stopgap budget that the General Assembly passed in June. So I looked through the state legislature's bill history stuff, and there was, in <laughs> fact, nothing in the stopgap budget law giving the $215 million to Chicago for the teachers' pension fund. What did happen, though, was a Senate bill called 2822 passed the House on June 30th of last year, and it sat until November 7th when the Senate passed it, and that was the bill that Rauner vetoed. Apparently, the legislature didn't learn a lesson from the Blagojevich years, where it was widely reported that Speaker Madigan would not take any oral commitments from Governor Blagojevich. He insisted that whenever an agreement was made, (laughs) it was in writing. Well, apparently, this commitment wasn't made in writing, is the way I'm getting it, so later, it enabled the Democrats to say, What agreement? Yeah. So, what do you think about all this?
1: Well, I think that you could lose your mind trying to uh, keep track of all the, the maneuverings that go on, machinations that are happening in Springfield, and, and it seems to change from day to day. There has been no effective agreements between the Democrats and Rauner because while he may have a momentarily or look like they may have uh, like a, like a working proposal uh, with. The Senate President Cullerton, who's a Democrat, he doesn't have agreement with House Speaker Madigan, who's also a Democrat. You need both houses to sign on. So it's all posturing. While this posturing is happening, uh, Rauner is financing a Republican Party onslaught against Madigan, maligning Madigan for being responsible for all the ills that Illinois faces. And then any Democrat who steps up in any way to oppose Rauner on anything gets maligned as Madigan's puppet. So Rahm Emanuel has been hit that way. Amea Pawar, who's running... For uh, governor, governor has been, Chris Kennedy, when he announced, uh, J.B. Pritzker, who hasn't even announced he's running for governor, but thought about it or is thinking about it, was already hit on a routine basis. The, the state reps are hit with these press releases. So it's like there is no effort to have a compromise. It's like a political battle. It's, it's been ongoing since Rauner got elected. It's a never-ending campaign. Yeah, it's a never-ending campaign. So you talk about cynicism to pluck from nowhere – a non-existent agreement and proclaim that there is an agreement and then accuse the Democrats of violating an agreement that never was actually reached is almost as cynical as demanding that the city of Chicago abide by pension reforms that the state Supreme Court has already ruled twice they can't make. That's why I've come to the conclusion that Bruce Rauner wants Chicago's public schools to go bankrupt. Either that or he's insane. So take your choice. Although one could say by wanting them to go bankrupt, he's insane.
0: So really no difference. There's a certain teachers union official who calls him a sociopath.
1: Yes. The great Karen Lewis says that. So to this, Stu, I added Trump in this column that we're talking about because he's threatening to dilute the amount of federal funds that cities like Chicago get by siphoning them off to more private funds, schools or voucher programs. Lord knows what he has in mind. He hasn't really stipulated it specifically. So there could be a further reduction in public funding, and that's why it's a very serious moment for public schools throughout the country, but particular Chicago, because unlike, let's say, Nutraire, where Rauner lives they have currently the ability to tax their way out of this through property taxes
0: because their property taxes are so high
1: Yeah, property taxes are so high and Their obligations, their other property tax obligations are relatively low. They don't have a TIF program, for instance. (laughs) So, um, you know, they don't squander money on stupid things. So, we're really under the gun. I don't see any way out right now other than um, defeating Rauner in 2018. I don't even know if that will enable us to solve our problems because I don't know if Rauner is defeated, who will replace him. And you know, what positions uh, the new governor would have, but I don't see any other way out of pending bankruptcy.
0: We have a couple billionaires on deck, so uh, <laughs> I don't, no problem there. Check that one. I
1: see the state of Illinois and the city of Chicago locked into these bizarre political games that don't seem to have any logical or rational end results.
0: It's not strategic it's in terms of growing revenue. Yeah,
1: unless the strategy is to bankrupt Chicago. The only logical conclusion I can reach looking at the contradictions that Rauner embodies in his school funding proposals is that he wants the system to go bankrupt. Mayor Rahm's a different animal. He is motivated by a desire to promote his brand as Rahm, capital R, which is this miracle worker who can say no to the Democratic base.
0: Ben, that's all we've got time for. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you, sir. Listeners, if you have any idea of why the mayor is pitching the Green light and want to tell us about it, <laughs> yeah. you can email us via contact at chigov.com or tweet us at chigovt. Did you know you could subscribe to this podcast and get automatic downloads of each episode? Search on your favorite podcast player for Inside Chicago Government. I'm Dave Gloetz. Thanks for listening.